we we're still in our series of under each week we have a different under that we undertake and and take a look at and so today if you have your bibles turn me to the book of genesis genesis chapter 4 genesis chapter 4 uh i'm going to be reading verses 1 through 12 if you do not have your bibles we will definitely have the scriptures on the monitors for you genesis chapter 4 verses 1 through 12 i'm going to be also reading from the new king james version uh Genesis chapter 4 verses 1 through 12 When you get it please say I got it If you still turn and say hold up Amen Genesis is easy to find amen If we can't find Genesis We need to get some classes amen Genesis the book of beginnings is the first book The book of beginnings amen Genesis chapter 4 verses 1 through 12 And the Bible reads this way It says now Adam knew Eve his wife And she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? For if you do well, you will, not, will you not uh, be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at your door and, it desire, and its desire is for you, but you shall rule over it. Now Cain talked uh, with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass that when they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood uh, cry out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth which has opened its mouth and received your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and vagabond, you shall be on the earth. Let's stop there. My sermon title today is The Blood is Speaking from Underground. So our under the day is underground. The blood is speaking from underground. Blood is a common theme throughout the scripture from cover to cover. From, from Genesis to Revelation, we see a blood trail. We, we see the first blood shed when, when Adam and Eve sinned and God had to uh, get an animal and skin the animal to cover their, their sinfulness and their nakedness. So, we, so we, see, we, we see blood there and we see blood that they had to offer up animal sacrifice throughout the entire Old Testament for, for the remission of their sins. Then we see blood was extracted from the lamb and they had to put it over the doorpost on the time of Passover. And on and on and on we see this common theme of blood throughout the entire text and the reason why because the Bible declares in Leviticus 17 11, that for the life of the flesh is in the blood now now now, now you understand that the reason why you are be able to function and live because you have blood in your body 
and, and that blood is, is where the life is, according to our text. But not just the life of the flesh, but the life of the gospel is in the blood. Without the blood, there will be no gospel. Um, without, and see, the all problems that in modern church, we, we forgot the message of the blood. See, see, all we want to hear about is how, how God going to benefit us. You know, we want to hear about our prosperity, our coming out, our breakthrough. We want to hear about uh, how God going to overflow our vats and how we're going to enlarge our territory. That's the only type of message we, we want to hear. We forgot about the message of the blood. It's not preached anymore because it's not popular anymore, but, but we have to realize that it's because of the blood. Understand that blood changes. The blood changes things. See, people can go to their 12-step and 10-step programs, but all I need is to take is one step underneath the fountain. See, understand, there's an old hymn that says, there's a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Sinners plunged beneath the blood, the flood, and lose their guilty stain. There's another old hymn that says, I know it was the blood that saved me. One day I was lost, and Jesus died on the cross. I know it was the blood. See, we don't sing those songs no more. And because we don't, we, don't, we don't realize that because we've also lost touch of the power of the blood. Let's get to our text. In, in, in our text, we, we see the first family. And we see that Eve is expecting. And the reason why we know Eve is expecting, because you read chapter 3 of Genesis, what happened was they, her, and, her and her husband got together. Let me just tell you the story. There was this tree that God told them to stay away from. Now, you know, we see pictures of an apple, but we, we talked about this several times before. We don't know. It could have been any type of fruit. It could have been a mango tree for all we know. Whatever type of tree, fruit they like, that's what the tree was. And, and so God said, stay away from it. And, you know, that's just like a child. You tell a child, don't touch it, they're going to touch it anyway. And, 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 so, and so Eve, it was appealing to her eye, and then here comes Satan. He was a, the serpent. He, he, you understand, he walked up on her. So he didn't know that the snake had legs. Got to read your Bible, because a part of cursing he had to slither afterwards. He would never walk again after the. So 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 understand because understand a spirit needs to be in a body for it to function in the earth, because that's the way God established. God established that that in order to operate in the earth, you have to be in a body. That's why when Jesus came, he had to take on the body so that he could function in the earth. And so, so Satan took on on this body and and of this snake, and he he convinced Eve. He said, Look, if you eat this fruit. You'll be just like God. And she said, you know what? I want that. And this would have, this how it went down. She ate it. She handed it right to her husband who was standing right there. We always blame Eve, but they both was in this thing together. Actually, it was more his fault than it was hers. He should have never let another thing speak to his wife more than he did. Brothers. Brothers who here who are, who are married, don't let me encourage your wife more than you do. Now, I, I'm, I'm their spiritual covenant. I'm their pastor, but you, you're the priest of your home. So, so if the only time they hear encouragement, when I come in here and say, you encourage, then that's a problem, brothers. Hey, man, let me get back on track. So, 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 so he, he, they both ate the fruit. They both fell. They hid themselves. And when they hid themselves, uh, God says, Adam, where are you? He didn't call for her. He called for Adam. Adam, where are you? Because I told you, I gave you the command. So then he began to talk to them. He says, now, be, because you did this, and he began to tell them all, everything that had to go down. Adam, now you got to work. You didn't have to work before. Now you got to work. You got to till the ground. And even when you have a baby, guess what? It's going to hurt. 
She, he, he went through all of that with her. Uh, so you can thank Eve for that when you get to heaven. Amen. Uh, sisters, um, but then, but then, he, then he goes into it and he says, he says, and, and Eve, you will produce a seed that will crush the serpent's head. So there was a promise that was given to her and, and it, it was a promise told to her that there will be a seed that will come from her that will crush Satan's head. And so, and so she's expecting this promise. And so what happened was she, the Bible says that Adam knew her, amen, and she conceived. Now, she had two boys. One name was Cain and the other one name was Abel. Most theologians believe that they were, they were twins. You look at me like I'm funny. Uh, so, because think about the text. It said that he knew her and she conceived. It said, and then she conceived again. It never said that he knew her again. So some theologians believe that, that Cain and Abel were twins, but Cain was the firstborn. He was the firstborn. And we know in the Old Testament, when you were the firstborn, you got the blessing and the birthright. Right? And, and so, and so we, we, we see this throughout the, the scripture. We see this picture of two sons throughout the scripture. Now, Cain, again, was the oldest, um, and, and we understand the significance of being the oldest child, and Abel was the youngest. And here's the thing I want to tell you. You got to watch out for the second son. You got to watch out for the second son. Throughout the Bible, the second son, for some reason, takes over the first son. Think about Jacob and Esau. See, Esau was the firstborn, but then Jacob ended up getting his blessing and his birthright. We, we, the, the descendants of Esau is now the Edomites, which are the enemies of God, and now the, the, the sons of Jacob are the 12 tribes of Israel, the second son. You see the second son throughout the Bible. Think about the church in Israel. We're considered the second child, the adopted child, but we're, we're, we're his prized possession. Amen. Think about the first Adam and the second Adam. Remember, in the text, Jesus is described as the second Adam. And so, so G, what Adam messed up, Jesus had to come back and fix. Y'all missing the text. It's all right. Y'all wake up by the time we get to the end of this thing. The second son. The second son or the second, the, the second one is the unexpected blessing. See, see, we, we expect the firstborn to be blessed, but we don't expect the, 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 the second one. So when you are the second, you're the unexpected blessing. Mm -hmm. And in this season, that's what God is doing. He's giving an unexpected blessing. Those who you didn't think was going to be blessed, that's who God's going to bless. Those, those who thought that they didn't have a chance, that's the one God said, no, I'm going to open the door for you. See, everybody thought you was, you was a loser. You couldn't make it. God said, I'm going to open the door for you. The unexpected blessing. That's what God is doing in this season. The unexpected, unexpected blessing. Now, here's the thing about the Bible. The Bible is intentional and it's purpose-filled. So if it mentions something, that means it's important. If it doesn't mention it, then it doesn't mean it's not important, but it's not relevant to the text. Okay? Um, there's things about Cain and Abel we do not know because it wasn't important to the overall text. We don't know if Cain and Abel was handsome. Now, other people in the Bible are described, David would describe as handsome. But we don't know nothing about Cain and Abel. We don't know if they were tall or short. We don't know if they were heavy or skinny. We don't know if they were light-skinned or dark-skinned. Amen. We know they were brown. Y'all know I'm militant. Give, just give me a moment. If, at, if their dad was made from the dirt, the dirt is what color? And a seed on computer have their own kind, right? So they, which we know they were both brown. But we don't know if they were light-skinned or dark-skinned. All right? 
But what we do know about them is their occupation because their occupation is relative to the revelation. So, so let's, let me introduce you to these characters. So we have Abel. Abel is a tiller. Abel was a, a, a keeper of the sheep. Now, he was a shepherd. Now, he was the youngest boy, but he was a shepherd. That's going to make sense in a moment. Uh-huh. Then we have the oldest boy, Cain. He was a tiller of the ground. So he was a gardener. He grew potatoes and, and yams and, and collard greens and broccoli and apples and oranges and things like that. That's what he did for a living. He, 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 was, a, he was a tiller of the ground. Now, now let, me, let me tell you this because see, Cain was the firstborn. So he, 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 he's a picture. Now understand the Old Testament are all types and foreshadows of what's going to come in the New Testament. Right? So, so the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Okay? And, and, and so, so, so understand who he represents. See, Cain represents the, the enemy that wants to move through flesh. Y'all quiet in this Lutheran church. Y'all all right? Y'all all right in this Lutheran, it's Presbyterian church. Y'all all right? Amen. All right. So, 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 so he, 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 he's the one. That, that represents as a type and a foreshadow of one who, who think he's going to get close to God by his works. Now, his brother, his younger brother, he was a shepherd. He's a type and a foreshadow of Christ. The good shepherd. Uh, see, he, he, he tend to the sheep. So this is all going to make sense in a moment. And so you have Cain, the oldest boy, and Abel, the youngest boy. Now listen to what the Bible says. It says that, that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And so we have to understand that there was a blood sacrifice that had to take place um, in order for this thing to work. Your works won't get it for you. So it's the blood that makes the difference, not your goosebumps, not your shukamashai. None, none of that means anything without the blood. Hey, none of that means anything without the blood. You can dance till you, till you foam at the mouth. If, you're, if there's no blood, there's no remission of sin. Amen. Look at verses 3 and 4, 3 through 5 of our text. Look what it says here. It says, And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and their fat. And the Lord accepted Abel and his offering, but did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So they both brought their offering. And he mad. Now, now understand, understand what the Bible says. The Bible says they both brought an offering. They both brought an offering. God accepted Abel and his offering. So it's not just what you bring as you too and how you bring it. He did not accept Cain or his offering. Could it be God's not accepting you or your offering because of how you bringing it? It's not just you, but it's also what you bring. Amen. 
See, our problem is we want to bring God whatever we want to bring him and not what he required from us. I'm about to park right in some of y'all's spots. Don't worry about it. See, we've been raised in church that you have a personality and you, 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 you could just worship God the way you choose to worship him and your personality treat. You know, I'm very quiet, I'm very reserved, and I'm an introvert, so I, I just sit there and I just reverence God that way. That's not what he asked for. He says, make a joyful noise. He says that everything that have breath, praise the Lord. Now, praise is an action word. It means you got to do something. If I'm sitting there with my lips tight, that's not an I'm not doing anything. Criticizing everybody else. Listen, just because, look, mad at somebody else because they brought the right thing. And your lips all tight because you, you didn't bring the right attitude or the right offering, and that's why God didn't accept it. I know, I know, I know I'm parking there. I know it's tight. Yeah, it's right. See, that's our problem. We want to bring God whatever we want to bring him. We'll, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll give everything and everybody else the perfect sacrifice and give God the leftovers. Oh, Beyonce was here this weekend. Some worship took place this weekend. Beyonce, oh, we all in formation, Beyonce. We all in formation. But you can't, form, you can't get in formation for God. People are more proud to be a part of the beehive than the kingdom of God. Call her Queen B. Give her, give her the, the best fruit that you have. How much was those tickets? Come on, come on, holler at me. How much were them tickets? Bring me all from back. Let's see now. Mm -hmm. Queen B comes to town. Whatever you pay for the ticket, plus your hair did, plus the outfit, plus your nails and toes and eyelashes and all of that, at least $1,000. Then, then, then you have to come in here and offer God a sacrifice and say, you better take it. You better take whatever I offer you, God. So when he says, keep it, then we got an attitude. You have to understand something. They both knew what the requirement was. You understand? He's the oldest child. So if anybody had the information about God at once, it would be him. So why wouldn't he offer God, he, God, you better just take what I can give you. So God said, you know what? I'm going to respect Cain. I mean, I'm going to respect Abel and his sacrifice. But Cain, I can't, I can't accept yours. Can I give you a sidebar? If you offer what I offer, then you'll get what I got. See, God is not a respect of persons, but he is a respect of principles. See, he's going to respect the principles he's laid down. So, so it's, very, it's, it's very easy. He says, give and it shall be given unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God is right and all these things will be added. See, these are principles. If you can apply those things, then he'll respect you and your offering. But the problem is uh, uh, when, 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 when we want to offer God whatever we want. So, so, so understand what took place. 
He didn't offer God what God asked for. He gave God whatever he wanted. And so that's called what I call the Cain mindset. The Cain mindset. The Cain mindset is, you know what? This is all I got. I had to pay BG&E. Um, I had to, I had to, I was partied last night, so I can't lift my hands today. I'm in my feelings, Lord, so I, I, I can't give you a hallelujah today. And because I'm in my feelings, because I've done all these things, God is all I got. Now, you wanted to know. Oh, no. God says, no. I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I don't want that. Now, understand, you got to watch people because they will hate you because you offered the right thing. Now, the, these are brothers, potentially twins. And he began to hate his brother because his brother gave God what God asked for. Now, now, why are you mad at God? Why are you mad at your brother because you, he gave God what God wanted? Now, 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 here's the thing. This is the thing that messes me up about, about life and about people. Isn't it funny that when you, have a, when you had a problem with God, you didn't have a problem with people? But now you don't have a problem with God. You have a problem with people. You notice that? When you was out there in the world, you were doing your thing, you had all the friends in the world. More friends than you needed. The minute you try to get your life right and offer God what he really wants, where those friends at? Oh, they think they better than us now. Oh, they go to church now. You know, they go to church now. They all holy now. But I remember when... You ever heard of that before? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, because people begin to hate on your sacrifice. Now, now, now you got to understand that, that, that there, the secret to this thing, there is, there is no secret. If you give God what God likes, uh, then he will accept what you offer him. All right? They both came to God. Look says here. Uh, let, let, let me show you this. Put up there on the screen for me Hebrews 11, verse 4. This is how we know it. Look what it says here in Hebrews 11, verse 4. It says, by faith, Abel offered God the more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the witnesses that he, uh, that he was righteous. God testified of his gifts, uh, and through that, him being dead, it still speaks, right? It speaks. So, so Hebrews, Paul's recording that uh, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than his brother. Um, now, here's the thing. Understand what the Bible says. If faith come by what? Hearing. And hearing by what? So if he did it by faith, I mean, he had a word that preceded him here, the faith. So that's what I'm saying. So if he, and so God had to tell them both, this is what I want. And this is how I want it. And then Abel by faith said, you know what, God, I don't care what's going on. I'm going to offer you what you want. Another reason why we know that they both knew and why, I don't know why he and his feelings, but it's because of verse 6 and 7 of our text. Go look at Genesis 4, verse 6 and 7. Look what it says this. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why have your countenance fallen? Let's see what he said. If you do well, will you not be accepted? In other words, if you give me what I ask for, I will accept it. If you come with the right spirit, the right attitude, I will accept it and you. But look what he says. He says, and if you do not do well, sin will lie at your door. So when you, when you decide that you're not going to offer God what he wants, sin like, oh, here I come. Because they already have a rebellious spirit. God says, give me this, and they're going to give God whatever they want to give him. So let me just creep in and, and, and mess this thing up. In other words, 
if you do what I told you to do, I'll bless you. And if you don't, then the opposite is in effect. And see, here's the thing. Um, I, I, I know some of y'all are saying, well, Pastor, uh, I know God requires us to worship and praise him. I know he also gives us the, 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 from, of the first fruit, but that ain't my thing. Now, now, here's my thing. If that's you, I ain't got no problem with that. If that's how you want to roll, just go ahead and get down. But then you can't get mad at me when I offer God what he does want and I act like a fool in here. It's because I, I want to give God my very best. I want to give him what he requires of me, not just what I can scringe off the, off the bottom to hand to him. See, here's the thing with God. We want, we want our very best from him, but we wouldn't have him leftovers. And here's my mindset, church. I'm going to worship God and praise him whether I'm do, if I do it by myself. So y'all can come here and look at me like I'm funny. I don't really care because I'm going to offer him up the right sacrifice. Now, he, he was angry. He was all caught up in his feelings. And he got mad at his brother because of the sacrifice. Now, understand something. God, we just read it, that in order for the forgiveness of sins, there has to be the shedding of blood. That's why he bought the, 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 the firstborn and the fat of that animal, because that's what God required. Understand, they are the firstborn out of Adam and Eve, so they're the first generation of the sinful people. So they had to constantly go before God. This was before the tabernacle was set up. This was before the, the, the temple was set up and everything was set up. So they still had to sacrifice blood to forgive God of their sins. Ain't no blood in the apple. But this is what he brought. And in his mind, at least I'm giving him something. God, I think that's not what I want. What, 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 I, gotta, I, gotta, I, I, I require blood. And you brought me fruit. I require blood, and you brought me turnips. And I'm supposed to be okay with that. I ask my people to give me praise and to give me worship, and you looking at your clock. Or you show up after worship. Amen, lights and walls. It's amazing in our church. We start praise and worship right about five minutes after the hour. About 25 people are here. We turn the lights back on. Well, bless the Lord. The saints are here. So now where's your sacrifice? You skip sacrifice time to get your car washed, to go to IHOP. Oh, oh God, I feel, I feel, I'm feel, I'm, I'm in all these public places at the same time. I know, I'm, I know I'm something somebody told, but you got to understand, we can't offer God whatever we want to offer him. But to offer him what he requires. And so, he gets mad at his brother because his brother offered the right sacrifice. You got to understand that, that the animal sacrifice, God says, I'm going to take that for now, but I'm going to create my own sacrifice later on that, that will wipe away all the sins of man, humanity. Understand that the, that the animals was a pacifier, but what Jesus did was the satisfier. Understand that, 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 that satisfied all the debt of sin. And so he was trying to get us in the, in the habit of understanding the significance of the blood. So here's Cain. He's mad at his brother. 
and 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 Jesus said, G G Jesus said, I'm going to come. Now, give me. He's a type and a foreshadow of, of Christ. Now, understand what, what that means. Give me a moment to just break this thing down. He gets mad at his brother because of his sacrifice. If you think about that, that's the exact same happened with Jesus. See, the Jews got mad of his sacrifice, and that's why they wanted to kill him. Yes, you remember, he's a type and a fortune. But I thank Jesus for the blood, for the blood that he shed. Because you know what amazes about Christ? He was the priest and the offering all at the same time. You got to understand that. Can I, can I explain that to you? See, understand, in the Old Testament, they, only the priest could offer up the sacrifice on behalf of the people. So, so understand that Jesus came in there as the priest and the lamb all at the same time. That's why he's Alpha and Omega. That's why he's beginning and end. He's first and last because he could be two things at the same time. Our God is so bad that he offered it up to turn around and received it. Isn't that awesome? He went in and offered up the blood and then turned around and said, all right, give it to me. That's how bad he is. Look at verse 8 of our text. Look at verse 8. So now, so now Cain talked to his brother Abel. And it came to pass that when they were in the field, Cain arose and killed his brother. How many times you gonna stab him, Cain? <laughs> now you gotta understand, time had already lapsed. He's still mad about a sacrifice his brother offered a long time ago. He's still bitter about what his brother offered that he, now he had time to turn around and say, let me offer God. Cause that's what, if I got this, I could sell this to get a lamb. So I could get the right sacrifice. But instead of doing that, instead of him offering God the right thing, he decided I'm going to kill the one that, that did offer the right thing. And so he killed his brother. Now I understand where he killed him at, in the field. So the field was his territory. So understand, that's the same thing that happened to Christ. See, Christ had to come down to the field and be slaughtered in the field. He had to come down to the earth, the field, to be slaughtered in a field by his brothers. See, I told you his types and foreshadows. He was killed by his brothers in the field. But they did, let me just talk about Jesus for a moment because remember, Abel was a type and a foreshadow of Jesus. But they messed up when they killed Jesus because they did one thing that messed the whole game up. They lifted him up. See, the Bible, he said, if I be lifted up, I'm going to draw all men unto me. That's what he said. So what they did was they nailed him on a cross and lifted him up. They messed up when they did that. And understand what the Bible says. The Bible says, now we are the sons of God. So, see, see what, what Satan didn't count on is that we like baby's kids. See, we don't die. We yeah, yeah, that's how we get down. See, they thought he was just killing one son, but now he got all these other sons. He messed up. We multiply. Remember the life of the flesh is in the blood. So when Cain killed Abel, he thought, I ain't got no witnesses. It's only me and him in the field. Ain't nobody gonna say nothing about it. 
But look at verse 10 of our text. And he said, this is God talking. He says, what have you done? Now, first of all, let me rewind the tape. God comes to, to, to Cain and say, where's your brother? Lord, am I my brother's keeper? He got, he got a nerd to get smart with God. Am I my brother's keeper? I ain't no babysitter. Why are you asking me where my brother at? Now, understand, God wasn't asking that for information. He already knew. He was, see what I'm saying? Everything is a test. He's testing his heart. See if you're going to be honest with me. If you, if you, if you have a repentant heart for what you've done. Then very next thing God says to him, oh, Lord Jesus, here we go. <laughs> next thing he said, he says, what have you done? God already knew he killed his brother. Then he says, the voice of your brother's blood cry out from. So the blood came from underground. Can I give you a sidebar? The blood can speak. So why are you doing all the talking? See, we do all the talking and never let the blood speak through us. See, you're trying to fight every battle, but God says you don't have to fight that. He says, let me fight the battle. I've already shed my blood for you. I've already offered a sacrifice for you. Why are you trying to fight everything? You're doing all the talking so the blood can't speak. Amen. Now, now, now this is the part that messed me up. I, I understood, as I was studying this text, I was like, all right, everything is a type on a foreshadow. So I understand who God is and who God was. I understand who he is. He's a type of enemy that wanted to move through the flesh to, to try to destroy the other son. We, we understand that. We know that he's a type and a foreshadow of, of Christ. And I'm saying, I know who he is. I know who he is. I know who God is. I said, but who is the ground? Can I teach for a moment? See, when God made Adam... He made Adam from the dirt of the ground. And if we are his descendants, that means we represent the ground. We represent the ground. And, and I thought, when I thought about the ground, I thought about myself. Because before, when I was in my sin and I didn't know the Lord, I couldn't speak. I didn't have a voice. But one day in North Carolina, on a Wednesday night... I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. And, 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 and so then when that happened, I received the blood and then I got a voice. See, God will hear me as long as I got the blood. Because when he sees us and he sees us in our sinful state, what he also sees is the blood. See, when God wants to punish you and because of the wrong you do, but then he sees the blood come, he's like, I can't do that. I see my son's blood on him. We got a blood shield over us. That, 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 that we will not, just like when the, when, when the, when the Jews, when, when the angel of death was coming into Egypt and they put blood over the doorpost so the angel of death would pass over their door, understand that's the same thing that the blood of Christ does for you. When, when things want to come your way to destroy you, he'll see the blood and pass over you. Thank God. Thank Jesus for the blood. And so, and so, so you represent the ground, church. And so we have to make sure that the blood is underground. You have to make sure the blood is underground. Now, here's the thing I, 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 need, I need to point out to you. Because when the blood spoke, the blood didn't speak the blood's voice. It spoke the voice 
of Abel. Look what the Bible says. Verse 12. No, no, no. Verse 10. And he said, what have you done? This is what it says. The voice of your brother's blood cried out to me from the ground. The voice of your brother's blood. So when, the, so when the blood cried out, it was Abel's voice. So understand that Abel is a type of the foreshadow of Christ. So guess what, ground? When the blood speaks through you, it's going to be the voice of Abel. It's going to be the voice of Christ that's going to speak through you if you allow yourself to be good ground. Good ground. So, so, so what God wants to do, he wants to use the ground to give the ground a voice, but the voice that the ground will have won't be its own voice. It'll be the voice of the one whose blood was shed in the ground. Am I making any sense? And so he wants to, he wants to, he wants to give you a voice, but the voice he wants to give you is going to be the words of the one that shed his blood for you. So we shouldn't be speaking our own words, church. We should be speaking the words of Christ. We should be professing and teaching Christ because he's the one that shed his blood. And the blood, if it got underneath the ground, it's going to speak. Then here's the thing he said to Cain. Look at verse 12. He says, Now, when you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. You're going to be a fugitive and a vagabond that you should be upon the earth. So listen, ground. We should not be yielding our strength anymore to the spirit of Cain. Listen to what God told him. He says, when you go to the ground, Cain, and try to get something out of it, understand that's what Attila does. He goes, he tries to produce something out of the ground. So when the spirit of Cain tries to come and get something out of you, don't yield your strength to it. He says, don't yield your strength to Cain anymore. He won't be able to get anything out of you. What we need to do is let the blood that he's, that, that, that he's now shed that's underneath us, let that become the thing that yields. Let that, the blood bring forth fruit, not the hand of Cain. Now, let me, let me finish with the story because, see, Satan thought he won with him. But then, because then, when, when, when Cain killed Abel, he said, oh, I killed the seed. But what they didn't know is that she had another baby. And his name was Seth. And Seth was the one that, the, that produced the line that produced David. And it eventually produced Jesus. So the same thing that happened when, when the enemy tried to crucify Jesus though he got rid of the son. He raised up another son, Seth. And that's the church. He's raised us up to be a representation of the blood. And so understand, church, that the blood wants to cry out from underneath the ground. But we have to be good ground, first of all, to receive the blood and allow the spirit and the voice of the one that was shed speak through us. Don't have a Cain spirit. Don't come in here and offer God whatever you feel like offering him. It's time to offer God what he, he asks for. And the only thing that's going to get him excited is praise and worship. He says, offer me. He said, matter of fact, offer me yourself as a sacrifice. When the last time you, you offer yourself to God, say, God, use me. Have your way in my life. Or is your, too, your life too busy for God? Even in your giving. When the last time you said, God, you know what? I'm going to give this to you first. Uh -huh. I know I can't talk about money in church. That's a bad word. But, 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 but understand, that's a part of our sacrifice. Right. See, here's the thing. If, if you got a million dollars and you put a hundred dollars, that's not a sacrifice. 
See, a sacrifice is going to cost you something. So, so you coming in here, putting a dollar in the plate, that's not a sacrifice to you. Now, for some, it might be. But let's be real. When you leave here, Cheesecake Factory, the buffet across the street, hip-hop chicken, you'll peel off, you'll peel off. If they said $40, you wouldn't even think twice. The man of God said, all right, yo, we want a sacrificial seed. We got, we got to bless a family. We got to do this. Oh, yeah. Sacrifice. So which one are you offering? What God wants or what you want to offer him? Don't come in with a cane spirit. Because when you come in with a cane spirit, God says, I'm not accepting that or you. But if you come in here with the able spirit, he says, come on, child, and bring me that sacrifice. He says, because this is what I ask for, worship and praise, loving one another. See, it's, 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 it's very simple to, to, to give God what he wants. He says, he says love one another, love me, love me. Offer me what I ask for. He said, I'll accept you and your sacrifice. So make sure, church, that the blood will speak from underground. Come on, stand on your feet. I'm done. Gave it to you hot and fresh. Come on. Come